0: Wow. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you, Eddie. Thank you, orchestra. That's pretty good stuff. Did you know that? I don't know how many of you know what it takes to pull off that kind of music. But, friend, these are trained musicians. They know what they're doing and they dedicate their talent and their gifts to the Lord Jesus Christ. And we are so thankful for that. Amen? Absolutely. On Sunday night, how wonderful. How wonderful is that? God is good. I'm going to ask the kind of the the person on the instruments over here to kind of stay close, the piano, etc. Uh, I'm going to ask you to pray, Father. We need your guidance and your wisdom, and we need your anointing. Father, begin to hover over us with your Holy Spirit. Capture every heart and every mind in this room. May those who are watching online now begin to get into a state of prayer, a state of imagination to believe that you can do anything. Let us believe, God, that this is not a moment of ordinary process, but it is a moment of the supernatural intervention of God. God, I don't know what you want to do for us, but we want to be available I can't help believe that when we come to church that things sometimes can be so ordinary. And I I thank you that we don't want it to be ordinary. We want tonight to be extraordinary. And God, we're going to move through and we're going to believe you and we're going to trust you. But I'm asking you, as I have asked you for the last several days and especially today, let hearts begin to believe for the unusual that is to stir faith in this room that an individual that may be here tonight and and they walked in burdened and beat up and abused and some bruised and some broken god i pray that you'll speak to their heart because they're the perfect candidate to approach the throne of deliverance and mercy and healing they're the perfect candidate to begin to call out on you and cause anything that might be a spirit of hopelessness to turn to hope I thank you Jesus I praise you would you just slip your hands up and let's just take a moment to just praise him can you pray out loud father we worship you we thank you we declare this is your house We declare this is your place. We declare that, Father, we feel the stirring of your Holy Spirit. Would you anoint us for the next few moments? And that, God, would you liberate us from the confines of apathy? Would you liberate us, Father, from the spirit of unexpectation and let the spirit of expectation be real and valuable? We thank you for it. And then, God, let us function in faith. And let faith be our guide. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Just kind of hang close. If you use your imagination for a moment, you take a look at the picture of James as he has authored his book. How many of you know the name of the book that James authored? James, one of the smartest congregations in the world. Really, really, really important. But take just for a moment as I move through james james says in that book of five chapters value your trials appreciate wisdom be a doer of the word walk as a man or a person of faith be a righteous individual watch what you say be submissive and humble to god watch how you plan your life let god always be in control and then he warns about the misuse of wealth. And he is teaching and sharing how to live successfully for God. James is not tiptoe through the tulips. He preaches and writes and says, hey, listen up. This is what you need to pay attention to. And then he says this, understand that blessing and favor from God is on its way and then he says it's just a matter of time. Boy, wouldn't it be wonderful if tonight God came down and gave you what he's been planning to give you in the way of great, great favor. Wouldn't it be wonderful if it happened tonight? We understand that there's something in the value of just waiting. We know that what Jesus told those disciples and that early group in that, in that upper room, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go wait. Well, I, I want you to know I'm not a strong proponent of waiting. How about you? You know, wait, wait, wait. If I go to a restaurant and order, I'm thinking, okay, I gauge, I gauge how many people are in the restaurant. I repeat places of a restaurant. I'm always there for the person that gets the job done. How many of you know what I'm talking about? And if I happen to get a person that's not getting the job done, I certainly tip that person in a great, great way to make them better about what they do. Very few people wait. It is not a part of the human nature. Now, some of you are great waiters. You take all day long to eat. There's some on our staff. I won't mention any names, but Jeff, I mean, he takes forever to eat. Craig Roth, first mission trip I took with him, I thought, my Lord, have mercy. The mission trip will be over by the time he gets through with that plate. And then I know some people that take their fork and they stir it. I mean, push it and stir it and push it and stir it, push it and stir it. You know who you are. And then I'm sitting there thinking, are you ever going to quit pushing and stirring and finally take a bite? How many of you know someone in those two or three categories? But he says, wait. Here he goes, James 5:7. Be patient then, brothers, until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer or the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop. And how patient he is for the autumn and spring rains. These people are like you and me. They've heard the Word of God. They understand the Word of God. James, I shared with you a moment ago what he's taught to them. They have heard the Word. They have tried to be faithful. They are weary of the struggles of life. It ought to be better than this if we're putting our best foot forward to serve God. They feel almost hopeless even though all around them something is happening, and they would like to see quicker results here and now, and they're anxious for blessing. Why? Some great faith person came by and say, you speak it and it will happen. James comes along and said, It's wonderful to have a positive confession, but the farmer can go out to the crop and the seeds that he's planted and he can confess all day long. But it's going to take a period of time for that seed to germinate and that crop to be harvested. He declares, Be patient. We could relate to these people. I mean, relate to them in a very real way. All of us at one time or another, have issued a promise that we would like to see resolved or have fulfilled. And God, it hasn't happened yet. James used that farmer as the illustration. You see, the best fertilizer is a farmer's shadow. How many have ever farmed before? How many has ever grown a garden before? May I see your hand? Good. If you've grown a garden, you're a contemporary farmer. He toiled the soil. He prepared it and prepared the ground and planted the seed, and then he waited. You and I know there is a process. I underline that there is a process that God uses to bring to pass his blessing in our lives. What would it be like if we just prayed and it happened just like that? We'd be spoiled brats. And then we get to the place that we just ask for anything under the sun and believe it's just going to happen. I don't know about you, but I I think it's important for you not give your children everything they want every time they ask for it. You believe that? I believe it's also important if your wife, sir, happens to ask for something, that you pray about it if you can. Amen? We know there are four times in our text that James says, wait. You see, the farmer understands farming. He knows that seed must be fertile, the soil, and the secret of that seed is imported as it grows under God's natural process. He knows the seed must be planted and will produce the harvest. And one day, if he waits and he tends to that seed and that young plant, for example, corn. If you plant corn, it will take usually two to three months on average for that corn stalk to grow and that corn to come out. And you finally go by and you tear it off the stalk. Two to three months. Well, you can say, well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to plant it, and I expect the corn to come off that stalk in six weeks. And God's going to fold his arms and say, if you want that to happen, you're going to have to go to the only university that would have such research to be able to do that, and that would be the University of Florida. and some scientific miracle. But listen, we never abort the natural process in life. And here's what God does. God says, how many of you heal, heal, like getting better, pretty quickly? You do? How many of you it takes you a little longer to heal. A wound does. How many are dead (laughs) and you can't be healed? But there there, there is a natural process that we go through for healing of the body. Some individuals heal a little quicker than others, but we never abort that natural process. Now, If that natural process is aborted, that's because of the supernatural. If you plant that seed, here's what the farmer knows. Eventually, that crop will come. It will come. Sow the seed. How do we we get supernatural favor from God? We sow seeds through prayer. Just enhance your prayer life. We sow seeds through our faithfulness. That's why you're here. We sow seeds with our tithe. We sow seeds with our tears. We sow seeds with our sacrifice. We sow seeds with our worship. We sow seeds with our faith. And when we sow seeds and on and on and on, God says, I will give you a supernatural harvest in the spirit realm because you have sown seeds. He says to us out of Isaiah 55, he says, my thoughts are, are bigger and higher than your thoughts. He goes on and says, my word goes out from my mouth. He said, that word will not return to me empty, but it will accomplish what I desire to achieve for the purpose for which I sent it. Here's what I believe. In the process of waiting, God is working on us. God is building in us. God is moving in us. And at the point in time with which God desires to abort a natural process, He will step in and supernaturally, God will reward you by His Word and give you the supernatural power of the miracle. But you cannot set on the stump, and twiddle your thumbs and expect what God wants to do to come to pass. It's important to wait. Number two, be encouraged. I got a phone call today from someone who's going through it big time. Pastor, I feel like I'm losing it I feel like I'm losing, and I'm going through just an emotional turmoil. I reminded him and said, well, you know what? Let me remind you of the miracles. Let me remind you of the time God supernaturally intervened. Let me remind you that the only way the devil can get his hand on you is for you not to step out in faith. Why don't you just turn to the enemy and say, I rebuke you, you devil. You go back to hell from which you came. I declare it in the name of Jesus Christ. We have to be encouraged. And did you know what? All of us are going to face moments of discouragement, and guess what? The only way we're going to get out of the discouraging mode into the encouraging mode is for us to encourage ourselves. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps in Jesus' name. James 5.11, as you know, we consider blessed those who have persevered. You have heard of Job's perseverance, and you've seen What the Lord finally, finally brought about. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. James realized that one of the tendencies when we are involved in the process of waiting is to complain. Is to complain. God, I'm never going to be able to make enough money to breathe freely. I am never, ever going to be able to find the right partner in my life who honors you. God, I am stuck right here. I'm never going to be able to have a different way of life. And we sit there with that. And God says, do you remember who your daddy is? Do you remember the seeds that you are sowing when you show up to church, when you pray, when you believe, when you give sacrificially? Do you not expect those seeds to bear a harvest in your life? He says, "Do not complain." So James 5:9, what does he do? He steps out and said, "Don't grumble against each other. Don't grumble against your brothers." or you will be judged. And he said, and the judge is standing at the door. Standing at the door. Well, let me tell you where the judge is at for some of you tonight. The judge is standing at the door because God is in this place and is saying, I have a desire to supernaturally bring to pass Your need. But don't let the enemy steal it from you. He gives examples of the prophets. He said, Boy, if there's anybody that could have complained, they could have. The living daylights were beat out of them, they were flogged, chained, put in prison, all kinds of things, sawn in half. But we know, he says, these were all commended for their faith, every last one of them, commended for their faith that even though in the midst of their challenge, they did not cave in. They stood firm and just waited to fulfill the word and the presence of God. There's Job. That's a human example. We know it appeared that he was going backwards. He did grumble about his circumstances. He did remind God of his innocence. He did get a little discouraged. He did have friends who tried to misguide them, and they're not dead yet, some of those friends. But the flame of faith never extinguished in his heart. What I'm trying to tell you is you don't have to be perfect all the time in order for God to decide to come down and touch your life. Job uh, many times became discouraged, but here's what he said in Job 16 verse 19, even now my witness is in heaven, my advocate is on high, my intercessor is my friend as my eyes pour out tears unto God. In other words, he said, I might be troubled and I might be emotionally stirred, but I will not forget the fact that my intercessor is doing quite well, and at the moment he. Chooses, he will come down and deliver and meet my ever need and every time god allows something to come your way that brings you difficulty he will replace it with much more than what you had before he also said i know that my redeemer lives and that in the end he will stand upon the earth get ready and after my skin has been destroyed yet in my ple- flesh i will see god I myself will see him with my own eyes. I am not another. How my heart yearns within me. You and I have many things that are planted in the field of life with which we live. And there are many, many things that get in our way that do discourage us. There is the drought. There's the hot sun. The barmits want to steal the seed. The, the liars from hell itself come against us. But we are told to be patient and we're told to be encouraged and keep our faith strong. So you worshipers and y'all come on up here. We getting ready. Stand on your word. Stand on your word. James 5, 12. <coughs> Above all. James writing. Above all, my brothers. Don't swear, not by heaven or earth or by anything else. Let your yes be yes and your no, no, or you will be condemned. Are you planning on making it? Anybody out there? What kind of shape are you going to be in when you make it? Amen. Your body might decay and might get a little weary i'm told the older you get a few things don't work anymore i'm not there yet all 150 pounds of me are working beautifully i have no idea why that's funny to y'all what do you want what do you need What has happened to you in your life is not an accident. The journey that you've been on thus far, God knew about it from the foundations of the earth. And God has invested patience in you. And every step of the way, maybe some of you, even though you might have forgotten it, He's been there all the time. And you may, from time to time, mentally and emotionally, take a journey back. You look where you came from, and it might be tender in your heart. And it might bring your tears. But listen to me. God says, but tonight, I'm going to bring a fresh breath. Of my spirit on you but what I need you to do is make up your mind let your yes be yes and let your no be no he warns about using God's name in vain and swearing and then he says let our word be sure do I believe God you're in the house yeah Do I believe that there's a miracle for me? Yes. Do I believe that tomorrow could be different or next week or next month could be different than it is today based on what I believe that I need? Yes, God. Do I believe that you could take the most hardened heart and melt it down and reform it? Do I believe you could take a perspective that someone has and totally change that perspective? You see, for that to happen, you have to humble yourself and uphold your agreement of faith and believe what you believe and stand on it. Tim said that as they took off, I believe, in Mexico City, was it? That the plane they were on, the rear of the plane, raised straight up, just like that. Is that correct? Yeah. He said it shook. Is that were you ladies on that plane? Yes, sir. Were you shook up? You weren't, but the plane was. <laughs> Why didn't I expect that from you, Carmen? But Tim said, the lady beside him, going after it. He said, But Dad, it shook us up. And I began to pray. I began to pray. Why? Because he thought, This is unusual. This is not the way a plane ought to do. This is not decent and in order. And when it's not right, what do you do? You pray. Now I promise you, old Tim over there, wasn't saying, now Lord, if you don't mind, straighten this plane up. I don't want to see Kelly get all that life insurance money on me. Lord, I promise you, knowing him like I do, he wasn't mincing any words to God. Amen? Knowing him like I know him, he was probably headed toward confession. (laughs) Lord, forgive me, forgive me, forgive me. What I'm trying to tell you is this. He's here. And I just want to encourage you I want to encourage you if you need something from Jesus. Michael Michael Young text him this afternoon. He wasn't in service this morning. He said, "Dad, I have disease in my intestines and my stomach. Night I regurgitated and Just really really sick I need prayer And we prayed And we prayed And we prayed And we prayed James says Along with Joel Osteen Do you receive it? I know that you do So would you stand to your feet or whatever else you stand on? If you need prayer, we're just going to ask you to come right now. In the presence. Can you worship out there? Just lift up a wall. Oh, of Jehovah.
1: of peace right. oh all troubles that oh bandage. my heart is
0: mended. in sing it again let's worship out there believe God come on now oh Come on now, hallelujah!
1: right
0: into that. Here we go now. Here basata. I said to myself earlier I'm not given a second opportunity to come but what do I know if you didn't move let me tell you who you are you've been in a pit of depression and you've been living there more than you need to be there and are you still intact with your relationship with Jesus Well, life's not fun It's just not fun. Can I tell you something? One touch of the master's hand can take that away and liberate you from where you've been. So we're going to sing that song again. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And I'm going to ask you, if God's speaking to your heart, take that step of faith and just come on down here and say, here I am, God. Touch me in Jesus' name. Here we go, everybody. We'll wait on you for a moment. Would you worship with us? Would you let the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit of God? God, Can he worship with us? father right now we pray that you would touch Rose Owens we pray a divine intervention of your Holy Spirit you would continue the miracle would you touch Harold would you lift him up would you touch Michael Young would you touch Janelle God together as partners in the Lord and life, I pray that you would reach down and touch Michael Young. God, we know that there is a process or a plan like the farmer plants the seed. But anytime you supernaturally can interrupt the natural. God, I thank you because I know that you're able for Janet Retzel. You're able to bring healing to her once and for all. In Jesus name I pray you would touch Athena Rayburn that you would bring healing to her body and how many of you out there right now have a need just raise your hand and say I have a need father you see all these needs that relate to individuals in this room those that are online some of them might have a need personally and others it may be a need for someone that they know that they're close to I can think of one family right now that as far as they're concerned they're going through hell on earth because there's so many uncertainties that play into their life and they've expended thousands of dollars and yet God it seems like every time they come up for a fresh breath there's another issue that steps in the way I rebuke the devil in that situation and I declare that there is victory in Zion and there's victory in this house, that you would move and impede the process and the lies of the enemy and set it liberty, Father God. I pray that you would do the impossible and let the possible be done. And we'll thank you for that. In Jesus' name, sing this with us. And we just praise one more time. Can you do that?
1: the glory.
0: It's an old song. Of your presence,
1: the
0: we thank you we pray blessing in this house we pray that you'll speak to every heart seeds are planted in this service tonight that the enemy cannot deny it to grow so in the name of Jesus it's not by might or power but by the spirit God I look to you and pray that you'll do what you want to do and bless the remaining time here in Jesus name We're going to praise a little bit. Lead us in two or three more. You can go if you like. You can sit. You can praise. It's one of those rare times, gentlemen, that we get to do what we want. Amen. So God bless you. You can linger. You can do whatever. We're going to trust God together. Here we go. Thank you, everybody. Give him praise. Amen. Be sure and see the Browns out there
1: the glory of your presence be your temple